the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living. But you got to come to him. The one who hears says, come. And let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. Welcome to The Barnabas Effect with Paul Purvis, Senior Pastor of Mission Hill Church, a multicultural, multi-generational, multiplying church focused on shining the light and love of Jesus like a city on a hill. You're invited to visit any of the three locations in Temple Terrace and Tampa. For information and locations, visit missionhill.org. That's missionhill.org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Paul Purvis. Take your copy of God's Word and turn with me to the Gospel of John, the 19th chapter. We've been there already. That's where we're going to begin today in verse 28. But first I ask you a question. Do you ever feel needy? Do you ever grow weary of pain or or sense that you're suffering too much? You ever feel sick and tired of being sick and tired? As we continue to look at the cross, something rings loud and clear. In your moments of need, in the deepest pain, in the depths of suffering, our God gets you. He understands. There's seven statements that Jesus made from the cross. Six hours he hung there. First was a word of pardon. Jesus looked out at all around him and said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And I wonder how often God looks at us that way still today. I forgive you even though you don't, you don't have a clue. There was a word of pardon, and then there was a word of assurance as the criminal looked to Jesus and asked for help, cried out. And Jesus said, okay, today you're going to be with me in paradise. And make no mistake, no, no matter what you've done, no matter who you are, you can leave this place today with the assurance that you'll spend forever with Jesus in heaven. And then the word of compassion as Jesus looked down at the foot of the cross and he saw his friend John. All the other disciples had run away, but John was there. He sees John, he sees his mom, Mary, and he says, John, it's now your mama. He looks at Mary and says, dear lady, mama, (laughs) my friend John's going to take care of you. When we hear that and we just realize, man... God is compassionate about us. So a word of pardon, a a word of assurance, a word of compassion. And, And then last week, we have this word of agony where Jesus cries out, My God! My God! 
Why have you forsaken me? And we sense in that moment the utter separation that Jesus felt as he bore the sins of the world. And and really we saw that in that moment, Jesus is reminding us that he encountered every dimension of hell on the cross. He had conscious suffering. He experienced utter darkness. He was surrounded by demonic powers. He took on the punishment of sin. He was under the judgment of God. But worst of all, he was separated from the love of God. And we're reminded in that moment that God does not want you to experience that. Jesus endured those dimensions of hell so that you would never have to experience hell. Please understand that reality. On the cross, we see the full extent of God's love. Everything about who he is is seen in these words. And as we listen to Jesus, we're beginning to understand. Yep, he gets us. There's nothing we experience that catches him off guard. With that in mind, I want us to look at John chapter 19, verse 28. After this, Jesus, knowing all that was now finished, said, to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of wine, sour wine, stood there. So they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch, and they held it to his mouth. Right after these words, Jesus will utter, it is finished. But in this moment... He simply says, I thirst. Why? Why do we have this personal expression from Jesus? Why do you think as God he thought it so important for us to see his humanity? Think of what was taking place here. The water of life, the living water declaring I am thirsty. Why? I think it's because he knew that we too would be needy. He knew that we too would have moments of suffering. He knew that we too would have things in our life that cause us to long for more, to thirst. He knew that a suffering world needed a suffering Savior. So if there's one thing that could sum up what we're going to talk about the next few minutes, it's this simple truth. Jesus became needy so that we could be satisfied. There's no need in your life that he does not have the capacity to meet. There's nothing impossible for him. Understand the context. Jesus ends up being on the cross for six hours. This is near the end. He's in agony, in physical pain. This is the only statement he makes that speaks to that. 
his own suffering. He's looking outward. This is an inward moment where he feels the pain. I love how my friend James Merritt talks about this moment. He says, exposed to the heat, stark naked, tremendous loss of blood, total exhaustion, extreme dehydration. This is one of the many aspects of the crucifixion that those of us who live in a first world country can't even imagine since few of us have ever experienced this kind of thirst. You didn't die by losing blood in a crucifixion. You died from dehydration and asphyxiation. Every breath would become difficult. Every word would be labored. Your lips are cracked and beginning to bleed. Your eyes are glazed over and your tongue is three times its size, normally, sticking to the roof of your mouth. Saliva sticks in your throat like glue. We can survive much longer without food, but without water, not so much. Water and the need for water combined with the loss of bodily fluids gives you a tremendous fever. Your eyeballs are burning in your sockets. Your head is exploding with excruciating pain. Your vocal cords are inflamed. They feel like they're on fire. In fact, scientists tell us that the most agonizing pain is unmet thirst. Every single cell in your body is crying out for a drop of water. And the pain only gets worse as every moment goes by. That's the setting on the cross where Jesus cries out, I thirst. What about you? What are those things you're thirsting for today? We all have needs for food and water, but what else? Do you know? You need some help? Is it understanding? If only people knew me, what I was facing. Is it purpose? God, what is it you want me to do? Friendship? Are you overwhelmed with loneliness? Maybe you're just deeply desiring relationship. Is it freedom from pain? Is that what you're thirsting for? You're, you're tired of living and aching all the time. Is it that darkness that is emotional and mental illness? Depression? You're beating yourself up? Just wanting the darkness to end? Maybe it's satisfaction. I want to remind you of our one thing. Jesus became needy so that we could be satisfied. This is experienced all throughout the ministry of Jesus. 
In fact, if you think about it, Jesus began his ministry quenching thirst. He was at a party, and they ran out of wine. And so they came to Jesus. Jesus said, no biggie, bring me those big old barrels of water over there. And the party continued. But as we look at the ministry of Jesus, we see that he wants us to be those who help quench the thirst of others. We, we see that story that Jesus told. You remember it, Matthew 25, 35. And he says, I was hungry and, and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. And a couple of verses later, they're like, we don't remember this. Jesus, we didn't do this to you. How did that happen? And, and he says, well... The king will answer them in verse 40. Truly, truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Hi, I'm Paul Purvis, the lead pastor of Mission Hill Church right here in Tampa Bay. Thanks for taking the time to listen to today's The Barnabas Effect. It's a ministry intended to encourage, equip, and empower you. You may not know this, but this ministry is made possible because of the generosity of listeners like you. We are able to be on the air because listeners like you are gracious and give to this ministry. Would you consider making a gift today? It would be our honor to send you a gift, a resource, as a result of your gift of any size. And you can make that gift by going to missionhill.org and clicking on the banner that says The Barnabas Effect. That will direct you to a simple way that you can give right there online. Thanks again for listening to The Barnabas Effect today. And now we continue with our message. Jesus was always wanting us to help quench the thirst of others. And he modeled that. You remember the story of the woman at the well? She meets Jesus there and... and and she does what anyone does at a well. It's what you would do when you go to a water fountain or when you open that bottle of Aquafina. I mean, she wanted a drink. And so Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water, <laughs> they're going to get thirsty again. But whoever, whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a, a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And that lady, she said, that's the water I want. Give me some of that water. And so Jesus says, well, go get your husband. And she says, um, that's a problem. <laughs> I don't have a husband. And Jesus said, right, I knew that. You've had five husbands, and this old fellow you're shacking up with right now, he is not your husband. And in that moment, we see we have a God who knows everything about us. And yet he still says, if you drink from my water, every need will be met. So how could this Jesus say, I thirst? It's kind of a puzzle to me. The God who scooped out the oceans, who carved out the lakes, who took his fingers and lined out the rivers, who traced the streams, he says, I thirst. He's the one who calls himself the water of life. And he says, I thirst. Why? I think you got to go back to the cross. And understand that in these moments, Jesus was wanting us to know that he's, he gets us. 
I want to give you three truths. The first one is this. When we feel needy in those moments of suffering and pain, when we feel needy, we can know that God understands. You have a God who feels your pain. Jesus thirsted so that when we are thirsty, we could know there's a God who gets us. Now, the Bible tells us that, and in Hebrews it says that a couple of different times in chapter 2, but I want you to see chapter 4, Hebrews 4.15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness. Raise your hand if you know your weakness. Okay, Superman's out there. Raise your hand if you know your weakness. You need to know your weakness because the people around you probably know it. He knows our weakness. But one who in every respect has been tempted as we are. Now, this word tempted can also mean tested. So when we go through difficult times, we can know that we have one who's been there. And yet, he didn't sin. So what does it go on to say? Let us in with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our times of need. You have a God who not only knows, but stands ready to help you in these moments of need. So A.W. Pink writes, is your body racked with pain? So was his. Are you misunderstood, misjudged, misrepresented? So was he. And those who were nearest and dearest turned away from you, felt betrayed. They did from him. Are you in darkness? He was. For this reason, he had to be like his brothers in every way in order that he might become that faithful and merciful high priest. I want to say something to you today who are living in pain. Physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, spiritually. Jesus understands. And when you're at the outer edge of your own endurance, Jesus is there for you. Hold on to that truth. When you feel like giving up, when you're at the end of your rope, when you're at the outer edge of your own endurance, Jesus, the Christ, who died on the cross and proclaimed, I thirst, he's there for you. When we're needy, we know God understands, but there's a second truth. When we're needy, we also can trust the promises of Scripture. Do you trust God's Word? Do you, do you rely on the truth of Scripture? Why would I say that? Look back at verse 28. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said, To fulfill the Scripture, I thirst. Why do we have that phrase, to fulfill the Scripture? It's because as John wrote these words, he, he wanted us to know that what Jesus was doing was a fulfillment of prophecy. Jesus knew that this was going to happen. And so he consciously chose to say, I thirst, because it had been said a thousand years earlier that he would thirst. Let me show you. In Psalms 22, remember that poem that David wrote? He said this in verse 14, I'm poured out like water. My bones are all out of joint. My heart is like wax. It's melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a potsherd. You know what a potsherd is? It's like a, a fragment of a clay pot that an archaeologist may find on a dig, and then they plant it in a museum, and we go and go, wow, 
Or it's like when you drop a plate in your kitchen floor and it busts into 52 pieces and you say, this is good for nothing except to be thrown in the trash. I th- my strength is dried up like a potsherd. My tongue begins to stick to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. A thousand years before Jesus died on the cross, David wrote, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then he wrote, I'm parched. I'm thirsty. He would write on in Psalm 69 more about this. And Jesus would fulfill that prophecy as well. They gave me poison for food, it says in 69.21. And for my thirst, they gave me sour wine to drink. Now, why is this so relevant? This is fulfillment of prophecy. Did you know in the Old Testament there are 332 distinct predictions that were fulfilled in Jesus Christ? Scientist and professor Peter Stoner in his book Science Speaks, he he demonstrates how coincidence is ruled out by the law of probability. He says that using the science of probability in reference to only eight Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah, you can see that it's not likely that any man could have fulfilled this on their own. In fact, the probability that one man could fulfill eight of the 332 prophecies is one to 10 to the 17th power. I can't even say that number. Look at all those zeros. One to 10 to the 17th. And then he says, if you want to get a picture for that, imagine that you had a silver dollar And you had enough silver dollars to cover the state of Texas. To get to 1 and 10 to the 17th power, you could cover the state of Texas two feet deep. Imagine then that you marked one of those silver dollars with a black mark. You blindfolded a man and told him he could go all over Texas. But he had to find that one silver dollar. That's the probability of one man fulfilling eight prophecies. Jesus fulfilled them all. Why is that so important? God wants you to know that when Scripture says something, it's dependable. When He gives you a promise, you can count on Him to keep His word. As hard as I try... If I tell you something, there's a possibility I'll fail you. I'm a sinner. But Jesus never fails. He's the original promise keeper. He always does what he says he's going to do. So the question is, if you believe that, as you suffer, are you relying on his promises? Promises like this one, Psalms 147.3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds their wounds. Aren't you thankful for that truth? Or how about this one from Isaiah 26, 3. This is one of my mom's favorite verses. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. You desire that perfect peace of the Lord? He promises you can have it. 
How about this from the New Testament? 2 Corinthians 1, 3. Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by God. And, and then there's the verse that covers it all. The Apostle Paul, with everything that he's been through, being beaten, being stoned to death, he just didn't die, being kicked out of town, being whipped, being shipwrecked, being snake-bitten. And yet he says in Philippians 4.19, And my God shall supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You've been listening to The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. The Barnabas Effect is here to provide listeners like you with biblical truth and spiritual encouragement. But it can't be done without your financial support. Go to missionhill.org and click on the Give tab. Your financial support helps us reach those seeking truth about God and themselves. Thank you for giving at missionhill.org. And join us weekdays at 9 a.m. for The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis on Faith Talk AM 570 and 910. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.